Welcome back to Get Outside With Kids. On today's episode, we have a great guest for you coming all the way from Florida. Our guest today is Bree, who is a mother, gardener, community garden activist and volunteer. And we're excited to talk about gardening with kids with Bree. Welcome to the show, Bree. Hi. Well, thank you. So great to have you here. And Bree is also staying up late because we're in different time zones. We're over on the West Coast. You're way there in Florida. So we appreciate you staying up late to talk to us. No problem. We would love to hear from you um, a little bit about your kind of your kind of background and your interest in getting outside with kids. You know, what what about getting outside with kids is important to you? And what's your sort of connection to spending time outside with your kids? Um, okay, so my son, he's three. We found out when he was around 18 months old that he was moderately to severely deaf. After finding that out, we had to go through a bunch of surgeries to restore his hearing and his adenoids were 90% enlarged. So that being said, he couldn't hear anything that we were saying. We didn't know this. He, he said, mama at seven months old, and then he never spoke again. Wow. Um, so around 18 months, um, we did find out that he couldn't hear us. Um, so we started seeing a speech therapist and an occupational therapist. Um, the occupational therapist recommended a book called Vitamin N. And I would love to recommend this book to all parents who are listening now, because this book is absolutely incredible and changed our lives. Um, this book has 500 activities that are nature-based that improve development in children. Um, and this is for all children and adults too, as well. Adults get a lot of a lot out of it as well. So I got the book and I was reading through it and we did a couple of the activities because they're pretty inexpensive um, as well. So we did a couple of the activities and I kept coming back to gardening. I just kept coming back to it, kept coming back to it. Um, And I told my fiance, we really need to start a garden because this specific activity in the book is one of the only activities that activates all five of the senses. Um, And being that my son lost his hearing, we wanted to make sure that developmentally we could keep him on track um, and find out ways that we could do that. And we found out that we were able to do a lot of that through gardening. Wow. The power of gardening, hey? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So that's kind of how we got into it. Um, It started, we started about two, two and a half years ago. Um, We are also a part of the community garden. Our kids garden at the community garden and we garden at home. So interesting what you say about that book, Vitamin N by (laughs) Richard Louvre. You're not the first guest actually who we've had on who has had their life changed by a book by Richard Louvre. I love Um, that. Yeah, we had a guest, Lauren McLean, who said the same thing. And I myself uh, read Last Child in the Woods when one of my kids was really young and also had that experience. Richard Louvre is like, change the world in this way, right? You know, there's so many books that just hit home with you thinking, yeah, why aren't we doing this unstructured time outside as much and as often as possible, you know? Um, So it's really, we hear this, we've we've heard it now three times, I think, on the show. (laughs) That is fantastic. That makes me so happy. (laughs) I give this, I give this book to expecting moms at baby showers. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good idea. Oh, yes, I love that. Because I'm like, this is just just the good way to start out, having yeah. that appreciation for nature, having that appreciation for getting outside and actually um, sensory development and early childhood is 
the foundation of a child's learning perception. So having all five senses activated through gardening, which you're going to have your taste, your smell, your sight. So tasting the vegetables, touching the soil. In your bio, Brie, you said you're Mm -hmm. a gardening activist. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is this a gardening activist? Like, are we activating for fruits and vegetables or like, what are we? (laughs) Yeah, Tell me more about that because I'm just I'm interested to to learn more about that discussion. I just like to activate the benefits of gardening for children mostly um, just because of the way that it's changed my son's life. And just because and just getting out into the community, getting the kids out into the community, showing them how powerful it can be, showing adults how powerful it can be for them and for their children, being an activist in a way that I'm bringing awareness to the benefits of how it can help children and adults. And it's very therapeutic for adults as well. So Brie, when you kind of got this idea and you're thinking, you know, we can see so many health benefits could come from Mm -hmm. gardening. Did you have any background Mm -hmm. in gardening? Was this something you'd done yourself as a kid? Do you have any kind of experience with it or were you sort of all starting from scratch? I, well, my aunt is a master gardener. My grandma's a gardener. My mom's a gardener. So this kind of, this is kind of, I come from a long family of gardeners, but I myself have never picked it up. (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) So I just kind of picked it up because you know my son needed me to he needed me to he needed his life to be enriched in a way that you know did what was necessary for his development and can you tell us a bit about the kind of the changes that you saw with your son once he once you started to um, get him out in the garden gardening like what kinds of things have you observed with him um, as yes. as you spent more time out there yes yeah, so he gets very excited because now he can recognize ve- vegetables so <laughs> <laughs> so like when we pull carrots out of the ground he says orange carrot like he gets very excited so that's color association and then that's knowing Uh, Believe it or not, a lot of kids don't even know that vegetables come from the ground or that they grow from the ground. If you ask a lot of kids, some of them will say it comes from a can or it comes from a bag. So true. It's so true true because I see it at the grocery store and that's how it looks at the grocery store. where it comes from. That's just it. Makes sense. So just him having that like early foundation of just respecting agriculture and like knowing, you know, where your food comes from, how you can grow it organically. It's like super important. So the color association, he, he identifies all the colors, which is for a child who was speech delayed, that's really big to be able to, um, from going from not hearing to be able to identify colors and speak about the vegetables that we're harvesting. He also has a lot of issues with emotional regulation, my son. Mm-hmm. So he, like all toddlers, he has temper tantrums. <laughs> and yeah, we see a lot of them around here. <laughs> a, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I find that when we're outside in a non-restricted place, when he does have a temper tantrum, he gets upset. Um, things aren't going his way. He will just, the like green scenery will just calm him down. So if he's outside and he's in an environment where he feels comfortable, he'll just take a lap and he'll come back and he'll be like calm and collected. And he, th- that way he's really, re- he's really regulated by being outside, like mm-hmm. outdoors. Yeah. We talk a lot about that. Uh, we have an episode called remove the walls. Um, and we talk yeah. exactly about that, that like when kids are cooped up inside all day and it, sometimes it happens because of weather or other things or sickness, but you can see that like pent up energy has nowhere to yeah. go and it often, has nowhere to go. 
often the easiest way to either prevent or move through a temper tantrum, depending on where you are, is to just have them run it off outside, whether that's in a beautiful garden, on your street, in your back lane, like wherever that might be. Um, I was taking to Kate today, like I, my kids were home from daycare today. We don't have daycare this week, but I'm trying to work. And I was trying to keep them inside this morning and I could just see the energy ratchet up. And I was like, Okay, I got 30 minutes before my next call. I got to get them outside pronto because they're just not yeah. going to make it. And 30 right. minutes outside just took the edge off a little bit of running, a little bit oh, of fresh yeah. space. And it makes such a difference in the day, whether that's doing something amazing like gardening or even just getting that quick walk in around the block. 100%. Another thing that it's done for him is um, when, when we talk about sensory, we think about the five senses, but there's also something called proprioception. Um, and this is your body's ability to sense movement and action and location. So for my son, he will crave like heavy lifting. So he'll want to move soil. He'll want to move a wheelbarrow. He has, he actually has like a little mini wheelbarrow that he pushes around. It's adorable. So cute. And my dog, my dog follows it. him. Like they're like a little garden duo. It's too <laughs> cute. That helps him with that as well. It, it has also helped him with his motor skills. Mm-hmm. So with his fine and gross motor skills. So fine motor planting seeds. Um, the seeds are very small. So to, uh, to learn fine motor skills and to work on them to get better and improve, picking up the seeds, poking the holes with your finger, making small holes, um, just doing tasks that require you to use fine motor skills, coordination, using, using gardening, gardening tools balance walking on uneven ground so cool i hadn't thought i mean i hadn't thought about all this we have a very very small garden patch where i live and i am what you're going to call like an uber novice gardener i have no idea what i'm doing most of the time i've killed so many plants um oh my gosh we all have (laughs) We all have. I kill a lot um, and I haven't really grown that (laughs) much. So my success rate is like very poor. But, you know, I hadn't thought about all those, you know, all those things that are kind of firing up when your kid's just digging in the garden or like trying to plant a seed. Um, It's really interesting perspective on that, you know, all those different skills and and things that are being activated. Yes, yes, definitely. There's It's more than what you just kind of think like, oh, they're getting outside and playing, but it's like all this cognitive development is happening, all this learning and growing is happening and I do think that my son has just benefited from it greatly he's he's completely verbal now and I'm not saying that he's verbal because he gardens but I believe that being (laughs) (laughs) I believe that being outdoors and you know just the learning in the like you said break the walls like the learning of the the outdoors has really helped him with all sorts of things. Um, I've noticed in your, on your account too, Brie, that you talk a lot about community garden. Can you tell us a yeah. bit about what that community garden means to you and like why that's like some people in parts of the world, uh, they might not know what that is. They might come from a part of the world where everyone has a huge, a huge backyard maybe, and they, they don't have community gardens. So maybe you can talk to us a little bit about what it is and what it means to you. Yeah. Well, it means absolutely everything to me because <laughs> my son has grown up in a community garden. (laughs) So ever since he was wobbling around, you know, just trying to get his little legs going, we were, we've been in a community garden. Um, And it's really, it's, it's giving back, you know, Um, we grow produce for the community. 
people can come and they can pick food out of the community areas. So it's giving back, it's learning. My son and his friend garden there and they both have their own separate plots right next to each other. So cute. It is adorable. <laughs> it is adorable. <laughs> and they take they they take such pride in it. So his friend is five and he is three, but they are best buds and they learn together. They garden together and they play together. So that's another thing about gardening is that we allow a lot of playtime. So it's not all do this chore, this chore, this task, this task. You know, we do allow a lot of playtime. We we foster pretend play as well. So we incorporate that into our gardening experience at the community garden, but it also teaches them about community. It also teaches them to give back. It teaches, teaches them, you know, to connect with nature and to be a part of something, you know, to be a part of something that, that is really important. I love that. I love that so much. We've got some community gardens here and I'm not sure if they function the same way. Um, I've been scrolling through your beautifully colored Instagram feed. And if you're not already following her, check out at uh, Briette Mom. <laughs> to the number two tables. And we'll have that in our show notes as well. Um, so we're obviously here on the West Coast, a little bit of a different climate and you're down in beautiful, sunny Florida. And I yeah. just want to know, like, what are your favorite things to grow in the garden? Like, tell us all the cool stuff that we're seeing on your feed because there are words here. I'm like, I don't even know what this vegetable or fruit, maybe fruit <laughs> is because um, we probably don't have it here. <laughs> I legitimately looked at some of the pictures and was like, I, I really don't know what you're growing there, but it looks I don't, beautiful. It looks beautiful. So, so share like some of the favorite stuff, like what's growing in the garden? What's your favorite stuff to grow in the garden? And what does your seasonality look like? So we're coming up on our fall season, which is my absolute favorite season because it's eight months long. <laughs> so wow. I'm like, yeah, so we don't see a frost. So unlike the Northern part of the country, they get snow. So they, they can't garden as long as we do through the fall. Um, so we garden through the fall up until about April or May when it starts to get really hot again. So (laughs) it's really great. It's really great. Um, But in this time we start to see cooler weather. Um, So I do like to grow cold weather crops, cabbage. I love growing cabbage. It's one of my favorites. Um, Broccoli. I like to grow rare foods because one, the, colors, the bright colors of them. So Baker Creek has a lot of very rare seeds from all over the country, from Africa, from India. So you're not just growing what you would see at like Mm -hmm. your general grocery store. Um, You're growing things from all over the world, which is actually really cool because a lot of the seeds have history behind them. So there was a vegetable that I was really excited about growing called the motherland okra. Um, And this okra was originated in Africa and they used it um, medicinally in childbirth, which shocking to me, but I want that history in my garden. I think that's amazing that we can grow, we can literally grow history in our gardens. That's so cool. Um, so I try to grow foods because they take like four months to grow, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I try to grow foods that if I put four months of time into it, 
I don't want to find it at the grocery store for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> You've just hit on something, which is actually what I've been thinking of. I was saying to my husband the other day, we walked past a garden that had these massive tomatoes growing on it. And I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure they take months to grow and yeah. you don't get that many on a plant. And I was right. like, they're not that expensive like, and they're very common. So I'm like, that must taste amazing. I guess I've never grown a tomato are, like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are amazing, but there is nothing like garden fresh food. Yeah. And that's another thing when, it, when we're talking about sensory stuff for kids, um, that taste, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's a totally different taste from like a grocery store um, vegetables. Any gardener will agree with me that it's a totally different taste. Or is it just that we grew it so it tastes different? It's the love you taste in it. Sunshine it and is. love. <laughs> that's the secret ingredient, right? <laughs> um, but I also try to choose to grow things that are brightly colored for my son, because again, just like the carrots, when he pulls them out, he, he, the first thing he notices is the color, which is really good for the, the, the sight, the sight part of the sensory that we try to work on. Um, so I try to grow things that are rare. I try to grow things that are bright, fun, that keep him interested, that keep me interested and just kind of keeping the garden fun, you know? Brie, when you talk about this sort of uh, gardening events you've gone on and like that you've been doing this for a couple of years, I guess that takes you back into the period of time when you would have been going through a lot of these medical challenges with your son. And as, you know, I'm just curious about your own kind of journey through that. You know, it must have been an incredibly stressful experience to go through, I'm guessing, a ton of medical appointments and procedures and all that sort of stuff. How did you find that like gardening helped you and you know was it what was the sort of effect on you as well as on your son yes it was very stressful (laughs) it was very stressful because we didn't know what was wrong with him at first Mm. you know like that we had to go through a lot of tests with him to see what was going on why why couldn't he hear then we found out the adenoids were enlarged then he had to get tubes in his ears as well. He had to get something called an ABR. Um, and that's a test where they put you under sedation. They put like a, a thing on your head and they test the sounds that your brain is receiving. Right. I'm not sure like medically if I'm explaining that. <laughs> We're not doctors. We are not that's doctors. Okay. <laughs> we are not. And I am not. But I know that, I know that we, we have been through a lot with him as far yeah. as that goes. But I did know that as soon as we found out that he was delayed developmentally, that we had to get on the ball with things. And um, the occupational therapist did recommend that. And I definitely found it as an escape for me because as a mother, you know, your brain is just going a million miles a minute because you just want your baby to be okay, right? Mm. So your brain is just going, going, going. So I found it as an escape as well. I love it. I love it. I still find it as an escape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like my son, my son can hear now. He talks all day long, but I still find it as an escape, you know? So yeah, it's just very therapeutic. And for the same exact reasons that it's good for the little ones, just touching the soil. You know what I mean? Just like the the same exact reasons, just seeing the fruits of your labor, just you know, following through nurturing. It's like, you know, we're moms. We love that. We, we love yeah. that, right? 
I, I yeah, I just think that that all of those things, you know, we talk about our podcast is clearly called Get Outside with Kids, but it, like it's with the kids because we know yeah. that as parents, we're going to feel better and caregivers, we feel better when we get outside too. Even if it's yeah. just a little rush of fresh air in your face, it just helps deal with whatever chaos and sleep deprivation and accidents and injuries and everything that's going on. So yeah. I love that that can be beneficial to both of you. Oh, yes. And it helps with me with emotional regulation for me <laughs> yeah. too. I'm not going to lie. I'm not throwing tantrums, but I mean, <laughs> look, I do. It, I do for sure. Right. It tantrums. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. <laughs> so um, very therapeutic for both of us. And I do like to include my son in my gardening. Um, that being said, we do lose a lot of crops that way <laughs> because he loves to pick peppers like he sees like, like he sees them like bright red or bright green you know he like he sees them and he just yanks them off he loves to pick flowers you know so we do wind up losing a lot but I like to make sure that he's included mm-hmm. so I don't want to ever just give him his own little space and say you know this is mommy's garden and this is your garden and you stay over in your garden because I want him to know that he is welcome here this is our space. We do this together. We learn together. We grow together. This is, you know, something that we can do together. In my garden, I guess it would also be we unfortunately kill together because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm killing less. I think I'm killing less. And this year, Brie, I grew a ton of kale. So we're in the Pacific Northwest. You kale. Did? Kale grows very easily, I've found, because I yes. don't know what I'm doing. And it just went in sane. So yes. the kids were delighted. Me too. I was very proud of the kale that you basically don't have to do anything. You put it in the garden and it's like, yes. so, anyway. And then you cut it and it keeps, it keeps going. It keep, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's so huge. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do with the kale? How do the um, kids eat it? That's, a, that's what I want to know. How do your kids eat kale? We make some kale salads. We put it into, okay. sometimes that works with them my older kid a little bit more than my younger kid. We sometimes put it in yeah. smoothies. Oh, that's, and what then I, that's what I love to do. Yeah. I'm also yeah. looking for any kale recipes you have, anyone, uh, because <laughs> we have a lot of it. Jen, if you want to come get some kale, I'll have some still kale. growing. I uh, will, I will come get some for sure. Yeah. And so for Brie, for those of us who have less green thumbs than you, um, like what are some tips for families who want to get into gardening? Like what would you recommend as like, okay, what do I even start? Like, where do I start? What are some resources to hopefully have more of a green thumb than I currently have? Yes. Help us. <laughs> um, my recommendation is, so we started when we first started, um, we started with a very small square foot garden, maybe like a four by four, very small, very small. Um, and we just grew a couple of things and then it slowly turns into an addiction after <laughs> it slowly turns into an addiction. So um, we just, just start small, grow a couple of things, kind of get your feet wet, utilize, you know, resources that you can find on the internet, utilize community resources, libraries, anything that you can find. Yeah. Or you can talk to me. <laughs> you know? Um, You can also start in containers. You can just start with one plant. You know, you can start with one plant. Um, If seeds are intimidating, because sometimes they are. (laughs) Um, Thank you for saying that. I find them intimidating. (laughs) I'm like, where did they go? I can't remember. I can't remember where I put them. And they're so small. (laughs) And then, like, we planted some and we waited weeks. And they're they're gone, Brie. They're gone. (laughs) She is so funny. (laughs) 
back on. Okay, so if you're intimidated by seed, she's still waiting. (laughs) A watched seed never grows, okay? (laughs) It's like a a watched pot never boils. Yeah. kind of analogy, right? We looked too closely. They felt our eyes like piercing the soil and they're like, we're done. But um, you can start in it. You can start by getting a start instead. You know, we just go to your local nursery buy a start a seed that's already started a plant that's already started and just take care of it in a singular pot and if that's how you want to start then you can start like that raised beds can be intimidating too because it is growing a lot more at once so if you would rather start if you're just starting maybe just starting in a pot or a couple of pots growing a few things that you would like to eat grow something that you would like to eat so that you love it more you know so that you you want to see it you want to eat it right yeah like i don't actually want to see the kale anymore because i like <laughs> i think i said this to it. some of our neighbors i was like they planted a modest amount of kale we just chucked it all in and it went crazy and that's basically all that's in our garden bed so i'm like yeah we should have thought about this beforehand so that's an excellent tip if you don't want to eat it don't grow it or invite your friend around jen yeah i'm coming i'll come next week i promise (laughs) thank you yes grow grow what you want to eat that is a very (laughs) good good tip tip. that is a very good tip so brie when we think about you know getting outside with kids we know that things don't look like they do on instagram we love to hear Mm -hmm. from our guests things you know times when things (laughs) gone really wrong um and you know can you tell us about some of the times that things have gone wrong when you've been gardening with your kid my son he is he's a creative one so (laughs) so if i i do do some container gardening as well so whenever i have containers he will go and dump them over and say it's a sandcastle like he thinks it's like (laughs) a literal sandcastle (laughs) because it's full of dirt in his mind Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um it's basically just a lot of um he he really enjoys having a task. So when we go to the community garden, he knows what his job is. So his job is he gets the hose and he waters the plants and he enjoys that. And his friend helps him out and they play and he <laughs> he sprays his friend with the hose, but he doesn't like to be sprayed back. <laughs> So he can, he can uh, give it, but he can't take it. Right. You know, we just, we just work with him on, he doesn't really like water getting splashed or anything like that. So we're kind of just working on exposure more to water. Um, Other things that have gone wrong, just, just tons of lost, lost casualties. (laughs) (laughs) Lost produce, just so much lost Lost produce. produce. Yes. Lost (laughs) produce that just... Yeah, there's been certain things that I've wanted to grow that I just have never been able to get that far because he just gets to it before I do. Um, And that's another thing that I've learned to be really lax about um, because I do want to include him. So I don't ever want to discipline him for something that I've always told him he could be a part of, you know. He's only three as well. My my kid when she was three was picking off the, like on a neighbor's garden, she was picking off the green blueberries from the bush, but she's now five and totally understands what dark blue looks like, you know, and what she should pick for that one instead. So I feel like that kind of comes, but for sure we've gone through this with other people's plants. Sorry, neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) With other people's plants where they've gone and just picked the things straight off because they don't know what they're doing. And it's so attractive to them. Mm -hmm. You know, they see the colors and they, you know, they see what they see and they just, 
they just want they it want they it. pick it and yeah now does your daughter eat it not the green ones but she eats the blue ones <laughs> <laughs> um so Brie if people want to follow along on uh on your journey as you garden with your son and the things they'd yeah. see all the brightly colored fruits and vegetables you're growing in your garden where can they find you um my instagram is mom's two tables and that's mom's uh number two table yeah and it's such a beautiful feed like i have been checking it out and like i'm super hungry and i've never in florida i'm gonna be stopping by that garden and checking out all these fruits and vegetables that we can't grow here (laughs) (laughs) yeah it looks amazing well thank you so much for taking time out of your very late evening brie and sorry for for keeping you awake for this recording here we're recording this in the evening and, and Brie, of course, is on the East Coast, so she has stayed up super late. Um, so we will let you get to bed because we know that three-year-olds do not like to sleep in. Um, if anyone has oh. tips on how to how to get three-year-olds to sleep in, we'd also love to have you on the show. Um, but please check out the show notes with all the links to Brie's amazing gardening adventures. Uh, her feed will inspire you to, to get gardening in whatever zone you are in. Um, and of course, tune back in next week for your weekly episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on what's inspiring you to get outside with your kids. <laughs>